You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. SheFit, we're so over beach bodies and getting bikini ready. You should be empowered to wear anything you want, except a bad sports bra. You deserve better. You deserve a bra with fit and support like no other. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually performs. Fully adjustable to fit your body with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with MyBookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than MyBookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with MyBookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie, and when you win, get paid. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. Strap in. You are looking live at a sold-out Memorial Stadium in Columbia. Swinging guy starts with teams. Let's hit it rolling now. Let's earn this thing today. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make the calls. I'll be selling groceries. They shot me in Denver. You will not! Lucky week number 13 in the National Football League. Your top seed in the NFC, the Arizona Cardinals, back in action, hopefully with Kyler Murray at the helm. Bye weeks include Carolina, Cleveland, Green Bay, and Tennessee. And this is almost the last of the buys. Next week, there's four more, Miami, Indianapolis, New England, and Philadelphia. And then we are done. Only three games with both teams currently above 500. They are the Chargers at the Bengals, the Broncos at the Chiefs, and Monday night, the Patriots at the Bills. It is your 1-7-2-2-1-1 lineup of games. Last night's Dallas-New Orleans tilt was too late for the recording of today's Zabecast. Check your local newspapers for scores and details. 
we start by going to Chicago. You are looking live. At Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins both haven't practiced in over a month. They finally got back on the field. This week, they are going to be cautious with Hopkins and his hamstring. Murray and his ankle likely to start. Nine and two Arizona at four and seven Chicago. The Cardinals are minus seven and a half. Matt Nagy's job is safe for now. We shall see, though. Justin Fields, by the way, back on the practice field for Chicago. It'll be Fox's Adam Amin, Mark Slareth, and Shannon Spake on the call with the ladies' man, Jerome Boger, on the call. I I understand that my beard makes me look a lot more mature. It's got some salt and pepper in there. Sort of like when uh, Lovey Smith went gray with his beard. He was a totally different guy. What's up, ladies' man? You're looking good. What? Yeah, Cardinals and Bears. Yeah, well, what? Well, oh, Cardinals and Bears. You know, I mean, we we just uh, let's, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. We're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? bull. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought, thought they, they were. were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown them. their ass. ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. May you rest in peace, the great Danny Green. That takes us down to Houston. You are looking live. At running back Jonathan Taylor of Salem, North New Jersey, by way of Madison, Wisconsin. He was largely kept in wraps last week, but did break out in the fourth quarter. The Indianapolis Colts hope to get him going against the Houston Texans. It's a divisional game, Smokey. Six and six, Indy. Two and nine, Houston. Colts are minus 10. Total is 45 and a hook. Oh, by the way, how the Texans season going? Safety Justin Reed suspended last week after questioning David Culley and his head coaching abilities. Fun times in Houston today. CBS's Greg Gumbel, Adam Archuleta, and A.J. Ross on the call. Ron Torbert is your referee. That takes us to Cincinnati. You are looking live. At a rematch of the Freezer Bowl, the 1982 AFC title game, won 27-7 by Cincinnati. It was minus 9 degrees even before the wind chill that day in January. And let me tell you, as a young kid who loved the Chargers and Dan Fouts and Air Corps yell, they were my AFC Gumar team. I took that loss hard. Bengals went on to play in the Super Bowl, lost to the Niners that year. 6-5 and five, San Diego is at 7-4 and four, Cincinnati. The Bengals are minus three. And you got Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert. Pretty. Pretty. Pretty good. Pretty. Pretty good. CBS Design Eagle, Charles Davis, Davis, Evan Washburn on the call. Sean Hockley, Sean of the Ed, is your referee. That takes us to Detroit. You at the ass cheeks of one Ole Udo, right guard of the Minnesota Vikings. Caution, they look a lot like the ass cheeks of pretty much any other offensive lineman. Last week, Kirk Cousins couldn't get the ass cheeks right. He lined up under Udo on a fourth and goal, and the internet damn near lost its mind making fun of him. The 5-6 and six Vikings are seven-point favorites at the 0-10-1 Detroit Lions. Total is 46.5. Harrison Smith for the Vikings off the COVID list was asked as he's un- unvaccinated, well, 
do you have you changed your mind about getting vaccinated? He's like, no. You see how many people are getting back getting COVID with vaccinations? Plus, he's through it. He said he barely noticed anything other than a slight dulling of his taste buds. Meanwhile, Dan Campbell said he regretted this week calling for a run last week on Thanksgiving on third and 32 in the first quarter. Whatever happened to chew your kneecaps off? Right, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're they going to be the last one standing. Yeah. That was the press conference in the offseason. All sounded good. Now they're running on third and 32, and they're calling back-to-back timeouts. Well, did they get a first down? No, they did not. They gained one yard and had to punt. Spiroditas and Jay Feely, just the worst, gets assigned to this game. It'll be Craig Rolstad as your referee. That takes us down to Miami. You are looking live at Tuungamaua Leopola Tagavailoa, better known as Tua. And the 5 and 7 Dolphins hosting the 4 and 7 New York Giants. Dolphins are minus 4, total is 40 and a hook. Daniel Jones making his 38th career start. I actually googled, put it in the little box. Is Daniel Jones any good? First story that came up said, "Well, we don't know just yet. Career numbers at 38 starts, 62% completions, three to two touchdowns to INTs, and a passer rating of 84. The answer is no, he's not very good. All hail the New York Giants! New York Giants! Fox's Chris Myers with Daryl Moose Johnston on the call with the lovely Jen Hale on the sidelines. Brad Allen is your referee. That takes us to the Meadowlands. You are looking live at the five and seven Eagles, who are seven point favorites over the three and eight New York Jets. And Philly must be saying, wait a minute, weren't we just here last week? Yes, indeed, they were. Back to back weeks at the Meadowlands. They lost to the Giants there last week. They take on the Jets as heavy favorites. Now, did you know the Jets are 0 and 11 lifetime against the Eagles? <gasps> what? It's true. Also, look at all the connections between the two teams. The Eagles had Buddy Ryan as a head coach. The Jets hired Rex Ryan. The Eagles had Herm Edwards, who had the miracle of the Meadowlands. Then he became the Jets head coach. It's been a crazy series to be sure, but 0 and 11 doesn't lie. Eagles minus seven in this one. CBS's Andrew Catalan, James Lofton, and Amanda Enterbalionis on the sidelines. Clay Martin is your referee. That takes us to Atlanta. You are looking live. At Tom Brady and the Buccaneers ready to kick the Falcons in the balls once again. Eight and three Tampa is a massive 11 point favorite over the five and six Falcons. Total is a high 50 and a hook in this one. The Patriots stomped the Falcons 25 to nothing two Thursday nights ago. Now Brady gets his turn to once again torment the team that he came back against in the Super Bowl. Antonio Brown out for Tampa Bay, suspended three games for COVID violations, I think they finally busted him on that fake vaccination card. Kenny Albert, Jonathan Vilma on Fox. 
Tony Carrenti with that big high school principal energy is your referee. We go to the 405 window and we go to Los Angeles. You are looking live at Urban Frank Meyer III, still head coach in Jacksonville. Suck on that, haters. The USC job was open. He didn't take it. The Notre Dame job came open. He didn't take it. The LSU job was open. He didn't take it. You want to give him any credit for that? A little bit of credit? Okay, no credit. Fine. What's on a, what's on a cookie? Well, everyone said he was leaving. He's still staying. The 2-9 Jaguars take on the 7-4 and four Los Angeles Rams, who are the biggest favorite on the board this week, minus 13. The Rams started 7-1, and one and they were screaming. Then they played some good teams. They lost some close games, and Matt Stafford reverted to uh, Detroit Lions, Matt Stafford, and now they're 7-4. and four. If they ever needed a soft landing spot, they got it with the Jaguars. Did somebody say soft? Kevin Kugler, Mark Sanchez, Laura Oakman on the call for Fox. Cleet Blakeman is your referee. That takes us out to Las Vegas. You are looking live. At a fired up Ron Rivera winner of three in a row. Everything we need is in this room. Everybody in this room we need. We've got to work together, stay together, and be the team that we can be. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the 5-6 and six Washington football team coming off their Monday night win over Seattle takes on 6-5 and five Las Vegas, who are a two-and-a-half point favorite in this one. Taylor Heineke is sticking around. Did you know Heineke's got a better passer rating than Matt Ryan, Big Ben, Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill? Not bad. Meanwhile, Brent Musburger, the play-by-play voice for the Raiders this week, said on a podcast that John Gruden was taken out, quote, by a professional assassin. Wow. Uncle Brent, way to go. Fox's Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, Pam Oliver on the call. Yo, Adrian. Adrian Hill is your referee. Now to the primetime window at 425 and we go to Pittsburgh. You are looking live. At the first of the last two great Pittsburgh Baltimore games involving Big Ben, possibly 8-3 and three Baltimore taking on five. Five and one Pittsburgh. The Ravens are four and a half point road favorites in this one. Total is 44. Guess what? Margins in this series have been so close. 15 of the last 20 meetings, touchdown or less. Two overtimes in that span. Eight of those by a field goal or less. The Ravens are 12 and eight straight up against Pittsburgh in that span. This could be the first of the last two great meetings between a Big Ben Steeler team and the Ravens. Of course, CBS sends their absolute best. Jimmy Nance, Tony Romo, and the Wolf, Tracy Wolfson. Scott Novak is your referee. We go west and we go out to Seattle. You are looking live. At the fizzling remains of what once was a blood-soaked West Coast feud, the Niners and the Seahawks. Six and five San Francisco, three-point favorites over three and eight Seattle. Total is 45 and a hook. Jimmy Garoppolo is a lame duck starter. He's not going to be back next year, no matter what. But now they need him to carry them to a playoff spot. Meanwhile, Russ Wilson... What is up, man? That finger can't be right. Hey, Seattle. We got a deal. We got a deal. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. 
Kevin Harlan, Trent Green, Melanie Collins with the call. Alex Kemp is your referee. That takes us to Sunday night, and we go to Kansas City. You are looking live. At the shame of an 11-game losing streak to their division rival, the Chiefs. Shame. Yes, indeed. Denver has lost 11 in a row to Kansas City. Six and five Broncos, seven and four Chiefs. Chiefs are minus nine and a half. 47 is your total in this one. The streak, by the way, began with a four-pick game by someone named uh, Peton Manning. It was his final game in the NFL. Manning is now in Canton. The streak is still alive. And Denver, shame on you if you don't end the streak now. NBC's Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, and Michelle Tafufa on the call. Carl Jeffers is your referee. Then we go to Monday night, and let's go to Buffalo. You are looking live. At Mac Jones and the Patriots, who come to town to take on the Buffalo Bills. 8-4 and four New England against 7-4 and four Buffalo. The Bills are minus 2.5. Mac Jones this week trademarked MJ10. Mac Jones, 10. Boo, he'll be taking on the big unit, Josh Allen, in this game. Did you know, since 2000, the Bills are 6-34 and 34 against New England, Belichick, and Brady. Brady's gone. Belichick is still there. 6-34. and 34. I know what you're saying. How'd they ever win the six? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. They have won the last two in a row, though. The Bills have. They'll try to keep it going. If they can just rattle off a few wins in this series. Just a few, like I'm just if they can win 28 in a row, they'll be back to 500 against the hoodie since 2000. You gotta be a guy, a, a guy on a buffalo. ESPN, Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick, Lisa Stalter is on the call on ESPN. I have no idea if the Manning cast is on or not. It takes too much time to research. I wish they had a schedule. They don't. We'll figure that out on Monday. Bill Vinovich is your referee, and there it is. A wrap. On week number 13 in the National Football League. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. You got a chance to nail it here, Charge. Luke, go, 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 Week 13 is upon us in the National Football League. And it's getting down to it fantasy-wise. And as always, we've got to dance around injuries. Got to dance around COVID as well. So it's going to be fun. Before we get into uh, some plays for the week and some sleepers, how about your season-long overview of, see, all you people who took running backs in the draft early? Not feeling too smart right now. Christian McCaffrey done for the year now. And his year was already pretty bad. You've said for a while now, do the opposite. You can't trust running backs in today's NFL. Do the opposite, just like George Costanza did in Seinfeld, you'll remember, famously. Yeah. Well, depending on how much, you know, how far back you want to go. I don't know, is it still famous or not? But right. um <clears throat> he had an episode where he said if everything I do is wrong, then I need to do the opposite of what my instincts say to do. And over the course of that show, he gets a girlfriend, he gets a job at the Yankees, and he moves out of his parents' house. And it all works brilliantly for him. 
So with uh, we're, we apply the same thinking to everybody who feels compelled to take running backs in the first round. You don't have to. And look at this year. Christian McCaffrey, as you mentioned, disaster. Dalvin Cook sidelined three times this year. Derrick Henry, season ended in week eight. Alvin Kamara's missed a month of time. Nick Chubb has missed three games. Zeke has been deeply underperforming. Saquon Barkley's been hurt and inefficient. Cam Akers was dead before the season started. <laughs> it's been a train wreck for first-round running backs. You don't have to spend all that equity and capital on the running back position. Has somebody ever has somebody done the math or tried to apply actual numbers to the rate of injury? at wide receiver for the top 10 picks in the fantasy draft every year versus top 10 running backs? Is there a metric? Is there a formula? If not, somebody should do it. I'd be curious. Yeah, you know, I used to do, um, you know, I banged the table on this for like a decade. And every and every every summer I'd go back and go, all right, if you, you, know, if you took running backs, here what you were looking at. If you took wide receivers, here what you were looking at. And it generally, it, bro- it broke down about like this. About half of the running backs were total and complete failures in the first round. And the other positions, it's about 25% that have just a a total failure rate. So the total failure rate is double for running backs as other positions, namely wide out, tight end, and maybe quarterback. Maybe quarterbacks. Usually not because you can get quarterbacks late, but sometimes, you know, if you nail Patrick Mahomes on a great season or Lamar Jackson on a great season, that can pay off. But mostly you can wait a little bit on that. I'm looking at a stat comparison I cannot believe is real. Maybe you've seen it floating around. It is. Through 16 career starts, first 16 career starts, Kyler Murray versus another highly touted quarterback who widely has been perceived as a bust. And Kyler Murray is on the wrong end of the comparison in every category except for passing yards. Okay. Touchdowns to INTs. This guy's better than Kyler Murray. Completion percentage better. Passer rating better. And record, if you believe in quarterback record as a stat, is better. If I told you that guy was Tua Tungavailoa. Wow, really? Would you believe me? No, I would not have believed that. That's shocking. I can't believe it. Now, Tua has had a very choppy uh, first couple of years because of injury. And he didn't start and he was in, he was out and whatever. But CBS Sports put this graphic out. Through the first 16 career starts, Tua has better numbers than Kyler Murray and everything but yards, and he's only a, a couple hundred yards behind in that category. I'm shocked. I, I'm shocked, too, and in and especially because he's played – he's missed so much time, right? I mean, yeah. you know, last year he didn't even start until week six, and then this year he missed that huge chunk of time right in the middle of the season, like the month of, I don't know, October or whatever. So, yeah, that's – I am really surprised by that. And Tua's really putting the Dolphins in a bind in terms of what to do going forward. Is Tua good enough to get you to into the playoffs and ideally to be a Super Bowl quarterback? Well, it doesn't seem that way, but he's not bad enough that you can move on from Tua either because he's playing just well enough that you feel like you can't quite move on. And that puts you in a quarterback no man's land. And I think that's where the Dolphins are right now. Yeah. It also reminds us how quick we are. And I'm as guilty as anybody to make a decision, set it in stone, mm-hmm. and leave it yep. behind. So anyway, we'll see what happens from here. Are there any cringeworthy sits this week of star yeah. or starish players? And do we have some deep sleepers in fantasy you want to let we people do. know about? Let's let's talk about I think the trickiest start of the entire week. Patrick Mahomes. 
crazy. He it's it is it does feel crazy. Dud games in for the past five weeks. And when I say dud, Zabe, <laughs> I mean disasters. Other than that Raiders game that was nationally televised and I think is has switched people's perception a little bit. Since week six, going all the way back to October 17th, Mahomes average game 226 yards and 0.5 touchdowns. Half a touchdown per game. An average fantasy finishes quarterback 21 since October 17th, other wow. than the Raiders game. Yes, it's amazing. Now he gets Denver this week. Last year against Denver, one touchdown and one touchdown in the two games. In fact, in in f- uh, four career games against Denver, he's only thrown five touchdowns lifetime. And Denver's secondary is better this year. So I think that's a, I think that's the most fascinating and potentially difficult play of the week. Yeah, some real duds. A bigger dud than, say, the uh, holiday premiere of Rust, director's cut version, when it finally comes out. <laughs> Sorry. How, how about uh, what's Seth Rogen's new film? Santa Inc. That's getting review bombed and no yeah. way. I haven't have heard seen about it? this. It's a holiday movie, huh? With Seth so Rogen. So Seth Rogen went on a big anti-white tirade, and now oh. he's getting all the, he's getting a lot of pushback from um, you know the go woke go broke uh, right. front. And right. yeah, okay. You may you may have single handedly sunk his own holiday film. Uh, could have. All right. How about uh, a deep sleeper who might be a good guy to put in there? Someone you might be able to get if your the rest of your league is not paying attention. I'm going to give you a two. Uh, first, Philadelphia running back Boston Scott going up against the Jets. And the Jets, that's half of it, right? There's the worst run defense in the league. They've allowed the most rushing touchdowns. Miles Sanders hurt. Jordan Howard hurt. Even if they play, Scott's getting a lot of carries, including at the goal line. Dude's five foot six, and they're giving him goal line carries <laughs> and he's scoring. That is crazy. It is crazy. And then at quarterback, how about Tyrod Taylor going up against Indianapolis? They've allowed the most passing touchdowns, including multiple touchdowns in eight different games. And Taylor can be dangerous on the ground. And we look at other mobile quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence. They've combined to average seven yards per carry against the Colts. If Colts are going to give up seven yards per carry, Tyrod Taylor gets seven, eight, nine rushes. That becomes a pretty meaningful fantasy day. Okay, not bad there. Any other big fantasy headlines, things to watch this week? As you are listening to Charge and his boys on Fantasy Football Weekly, download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. It drops Friday night. It is a breezy, fun-ass two-hour listen that really is highly informative, so make sure to download it. And, of course, uh, go to guillotineleagues.com for all of Charge's cheat sheets. One more for us. Big headline, then we got to do two minutes on VR. Elijah Mitchell is going to turn your team into a league winner, and hopefully you got him in – in, in breaking news, Kyle Shanahan it will run the ball if he can. And Elijah Mitchell, back-to-back games with 27 carries for Pete's sake. And the Niners have the fifth easiest schedule against the run remaining, including a strongly positive matchup this Sunday against Seattle. Elijah Mitchell is good. They're going to run this kid into the ground through the rest of this regular season in their playoff push as the Niners are currently, as it stands, a playoff team right now. And Mitchell's going to power them there, and Kyle Shannon's going to run you into a fantasy championship. Yeah. By the way, everyone who had their fun with Kirk Cousins lining up under guard, it happens. Yeah. Okay, people? You know, he was scrambling to make a check at the line on a two-point conversion, got a little bit confused. He's only the third-highest-rated passer this year, according to passer rating. He is number one in INT percentage. He is mm-hmm. seventh in both completion percentage and yards. He doesn't suck. 
but go ahead and bag on him all you want. You are correct. His number is pro football focuses number two ranked passer on the year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, VR. I just purchased a Oculus yes. Quest two. Uh, yes. After seeing the state of VR nowadays uh, at your house. Now you had a fancier system made by the Valve Corporation, which owns the Steam interface for downloading video games. And those who play video games on computers know all about it. But just for those that don't. But the Oculus Quest is a self-contained unit sold by Facebook for a mere yes. $300. They're probably losing money per Correct. unit, but Correct. they want people to get into this, and so they're kind of selling it at a loss. I have not yet set it up, Charge, but any recommendations for people that are like, yeah, I've seen the ads. Is that really any good? What do you say? It's so much fun and it's great. You will have more fun with this than especially trying to scrounge up a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. If you've got a family that wants a new video game system, go with the Oculus Quest. The games are so fun. It's so immersive. And generally, the games are also cheaper than the console games are. It's readily available. Um, and you no longer have to sync it to your Facebook account, which was a huge drawback for a lot of people. Now you can sync it up with any any email account that you want. They're now great games. I mean, VR has been around now, Zabe. When you when I first showed you VR in 2018, it was still in its infancy. The games that are out really? now are are great. Is the There's Oculus Quest Two graphics better than the graphics in the 2018 that I was in with you? Yes, the graphics are better wow. uh, than they were then, and most importantly for the Quest, is it's wireless. Yes. So you don't have to be tethered to anything. You just, you know, if you've just got a space you can play in, you know, ideally like a 10 foot by 10 foot space, it's game on. And it, it's, it's, it's just, ah, there's so many great games. You'll have so much fun with VR. Uh, the one that I played with you, which was Half-Life Alex, Correct. I believe. It was so immersive in how it seamlessly changed your view as you turned your head, as you mm -hmm. stepped forward with everything moving in sync, and then to have these big sci-fi monsters pop up, <laughs> yes. it took my <laughs> breath away, Charge. We are living it's, in amazing times. We are, and it, it really, well done, VR, it really fools you. I mean, you are there, and that's the beauty of it. From one stiff joystick and one button, and stupid, you know, Atari 2600, we're here now. <laughs> yes. Beautiful yes. times. All right, Charge, as always, thanks for your time, bud. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Decent singing, eh? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Okay, so good day. Our topic today is music. That's right. Like From fantasy to the dark art of point spread gambling in the NFL. Looks so easy, but it's like those tiny rims with the super overinflated basketballs on the boardwalk. Yeah, it's just a free throw. How hard can it be? We are here to help guide you through the confusion. Say hello, everybody, to a man I like to call Mr. X. Did you ever play that game on the boardwalk? Did your did either X, 1, 2, 3, or 4, all big basketball fans and basketball players, did they ever play that game on the boardwalk? You know, I don't think I ever uh, pumped the money into that. I probably <laughs> come sheltered from that one. Well, what'd you pump your money into? The uh, the really heavy lead milk bottles with the very light softball 
Just oh, knock three of them down. How hard can it be? They're right in front of you. What's wrong with you? Yeah, something like that. That makes more sense. More of a baseball family. But yeah, no, we didn't do that one. Yeah, well, we're going to go over our picks from last week. By the way, if you want more from Mr. X, uh, go to callmemrx.com. And uh, you can find out more there and uh, figure out how to be part of X Nation. Last week in college football, my oh my. And I know before we get into the point spread stuff, we have general sports talk, you and I, to hash through. Because I know you're going to want to get a takeoff about some of these coaching moves, the money involved. And before we even get to football, Mr. X, somebody sent an email regarding baseball. They said, please have Mr. X talk about this. Apparently, there was a story that said baseball last season quietly used two different baseballs league-wide and didn't tell anybody. Yeah. You know, first, let me jump back to you. That's before. Let me jump did back. Did you read what? that story I sent you? I, I said, we will yes, discuss. Okay. Yes, I did. Right. I didn't like the story much. I think we'll have a different opinion. But back to their tip over the, the carts first. It just reminded me of one time at a uh, Bangor Lumberjacks, lowest form of professional baseball, the what? low A baseball. Low A, Bangor Lumberjacks. Bangor they would literally have Lumberjacks playing baseball and cutting <laughs> logs at night. Yes. Okay, go ahead. In the crowd, you know, one year, um, the, you know how they all, minor league, they always pick you to do stuff. Um, they knew us, and they picked my ex two, my seven-year-old at the time, to play tip the cow. There was a big cow out there, not a, not a real one. It was like a wooden one. And they told him what he got to do, and, and he had three baseballs, and he had to hit the cow and knock it over. And the guy goes to hand them to him, and he takes one, and, and the guy running thing goes, here, you get three. And, and the seven-year-old said, I only need one. <laughs> And did it work? Yeah, it knocked it out. Nice. Knocked that cat out in one. Nice. So. All right. Okay. So, on the baseball story on the article, uh, I TLDR'd it too long, didn't read, but I thought you'd have an yeah. opinion. What did it say and what's your take? Well, okay, look, we all love good conspiracy uh, theories these days. I didn't think it was a particularly great article. The, the bottom line of it was. You know, baseball did that experiment with, you know, they bought Rawlings and they decided to basically make the balls travel a little better. I think it was in 2019 and offense went up and they kind of realized we tinkered with the formula a bit too much. And so they realized that, you know, okay, we overcorrected and the balls are flying a little bit too much. So then they went back to uh, closer to normal. Well, the point of this article was saying that they were still using those baseballs periodically. And the whole implication is that they're picking and choosing when they right. want run scored. Right. And But you know what? Manfred's okay. answer was quite simple. Yeah, we did do that. We still have a lot of backlog from the old ones, and our new ones are running way behind in production. Oh, so my. we had to use them. Well, that's kind of logical okay. it, it is but you know that this league all these leagues are very i mean you have to be suspicious you have to be okay right sure but every time you have to be suspicious doesn't mean there's a fire okay yeah. all right well, but, by the way that article talked it was so negligent it, it referred to like yankees red sox games and it talked about what about when they played in london and the scores were you know in the that wasn't a baseball. They played on a high school field. Do your homework. Yeah. All right. So, well, there yeah. you go on that. All right. Okay. 
Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie Zulu. Alpha Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. Uh, What do you want to say about college football and the state of coaches being hired away from here and everywhere? Well, clearly moving the um, deadline up was a big mistake. I, you know, people are always going to have to be first in line, but this idea uh, where they're all leaving before the season's over I mean, that's just, they got to fix that. That's just a horrible thing to do for kids. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, there's no defending that whatsoever. But we all know the rule. Um, that's why, like in the NFL, you can't hire them until the playoffs are done because the guys coaching in the playoffs should not be penalized. You know, the guys coaching in the Final Four or contending for the Final Four in football should not be, uh, you know, stuck unable to compete for the jobs they just they gotta fix it that's for sure how about if somehow chaos erupts all these follower teams besides georgia lose and they somehow put in there well i guess cincinnati have to win but let's say notre dame gets in against cincinnati that's theoretically possible sure it is sure and remember it's a tv show it's what it is it they need a brand they will not let oklahoma state cincinnati and I don't know, Baylor, make it in alongside no, Georgia. Not in a million years. Uh, oh, well, know, yeah, they, they can't do that because Oklahoma State plays Baylor. I'm sorry. Right. But I, I'm not looking at the standings. What I'm saying yeah. is Notre Dame, Alabama, or Ohio State are going. One of the three is in. Period. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah, you watch. You no, paint, I, paint I, for I me a picture, out. paint for me a picture in which what okay. in which all three of those teams are out. Okay. Bama beats Georgia. They're in Bama's out. And if Bama's in with two losses and not having beaten anybody just because they're Bama, the system's messed up. They have not even played as good a, re- a record as um, Cincinnati. So you're saying so. Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Okie State could be a final four. 
Right. And if Oak State loses to Baylor, which is very possible, why not Notre Dame? They should still be ahead of Bama. Okay. And there's still uh, Bama yeah. and Ohio State with two losses should not have a chance to get in here and play an undefeated Georgia. A gentleman's side bet. They will sure. not allow Cincinnati, Michigan, and Okie State to be the other three with Georgia. Georgia's a very powerful team, but they're a very niche program and brand. The brands well, are Alabama, Notre sure. Dame, and Ohio State. Yeah. Well, the the that is fine. The Bama, you know, they they keep making rules for what it's supposed to take. <laughs> I know. If they take Bama, they are violating all their own rules. Because they have not played anybody. Their their three out of conference games were a disgusting joke. Um, So, you know, I don't want to see Bama and Georgia. And the problem is they've tipped their hand by this releasing the rankings every week. You know, it's kind of, it used to be kind of like boxing. Wait till it's over and we'll tell you who won. You know, then we'll We'll see the scorecards. Yeah, exactly. With a lot of big eraser marks. But, well, they did it for interest, they did it for hype. Remember. It's a TV show. Right. But that kind of ties them a little bit where, okay, what happens with the standings now when Bama loses? No, it doesn't tie them. Loses. It doesn't tie now, them. They're just going to make hard. up whatever rationale that they want to make up. You Fair watch. Enough. They've already been countered. They've, they've already been contradicting themselves directly this year where they say, well, we know this, but dot, dot, dot. And then they say the exact sure. opposite. Sure. So. And since he can lose to Houston. You know, there's nothing hard. It's all coming down to Oak State or Notre Dame for the um, for the right to get waxed by Georgia. <laughs> Bama beats Georgia. They're both in. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, Oak State have- loses. Michigan sure. loses. Since mm-hmm. he loses, Notre Dame and Ohio State are sitting there ready to be slotted in. Bing, bang, boom. Okay. No. I'll take the. I mean, if all those things if, happen, yes. If all those things happen, I say Notre Dame and Ohio State get plugged in. They punish Michigan because Michigan, Cincinnati, and Okie State are all favored by touchdown or more, right? Um, Oak State, I believe, is only five. Okay, but Michigan is a bunch. Cincinnati's ten, and they can easily lose that game. But if all those things happen. You got to wonder if you don't go back to Oregon over Ohio State. They beat them. They both got two losses. So that would be that. that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. You know, Mississippi, Ole Miss, and Baylor at two losses. There, there's no chance on them. But we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Uh, by the way, uh, how, how was your week last week in college? <clears throat> oh man, <clears throat> oh, it was horrible. <laughs> still, you're still, still ice cold. I, I I will tell you point blank that I think on my website stuff so I'm at thirty nine percent in college on the year and sixty four in pros and that is ridiculous oh, in both cases. My it God. Should be the other way around. It's always the other <laughs> you never take it no. cold as ice. Oh, and, and oh, and yet I can't. I'm I've never. I'm doing as well as ever in college, in the NFL. I don't know. And the NFL's hard. College is easy. It makes no sense. You're actually doing well in both because people that know have been fading the shit out of you for several weeks <laughs> so they have rallied to catch up in college it better it, just be 75% either way god damn why can't I get to the hook here yeah, keep fading me don't do it his eyes
Listen to your pride come through. Keep fading me, man. I'll hurt you. I'll hurt you. Not this year. You're not going to hurt. You got the stink. You got the maloika on you when it comes to college. Okay. Yes, All right. Uh, you uh, you want to take some things away from the Monday Nighter uh, Wolf versus Seahawks. Wow. Yeah. Let's see. First of all, and first of all, this crap that you don't have a backup kicker from from to the ten yard line. How is that possible on a professional football team? <laughs> I can make that. And you know what? I, what was it? Rivera's wife treat, tweeted out, you guys don't understand. They don't practice this. And the backup kicker is a lefty, so it's really hard for the holder to switch sides, which makes me wonder, if you haven't practiced, are you switching anything? <laughs> and if that's a problem, yeah. then maybe that's not your backup kicker. If you can't have a backup holder for him, then you don't have a backup kicker. How it, can you play a football season without a backup? And I'm not talking a 42-yarder. I'm talking from the 10. You have to have that. I, that game was almost lost because they had no one to kick from the 10-yard line. I know. And uh, you're right. You're also kind of wrong about going for it on two-point conversions. You're talking about the field goal. You're not talking about the two, right? No, yeah, no, no. The two made a lot of sense. I'm talking because that's a 33 yarder. No, no. I'm talking they were up eight on the last drive. Right. right. A field goal wins the game, and they're forced down on inside the. And they went for it. They scored, and it was overturned on replay. Did you agree with that, Cole? Um, it was inconsistent with everything I saw on Sunday. Yeah, of course. Everything on Sunday was God. That's close. Leave it alone. God, that's close. Leave it alone. This one was gee. I don't know. I think it's wrong. Yeah. So I don't get into, uh, did I agree or disagree? I will say it was not consistent with the five similar ones the day before. Antonio Gibson, stay in Jeez. bounds. How hard is that? Apparently, it's harder than you think. He almost lost that game for them. Um, you know, the play before, Heineke slides in bounds, and then you get back in the huddle, and you say, okay, everybody do what I did, and he runs out of bounds with 225 to play. Yeah. And it almost cost them that game. It's just not that hard. Meanwhile, Riverboat Ron, most yeah. inappropriate nickname ever? I think so. I, I remember back in Carolina when people first called him that. I thought, okay, it's got a catchy ring to it. But is it true? But have you watched a Panther game? Yeah. No, he's, he's always been very cautious. He has gotten quite reckless as of late. I think I, he's overcompensating now. I see some go for it fourth downs where I'm like, hmm, I don't know. But I think he's well, pretty good at for, on fourth down this year. Well, how about this? Okay, I was seeing there was an article today on ESPN rating all 32 coaches for the metrics on fourth down. And he's 25th. Oh, really? But how about the stat they put up in the first quarter of that game that said on third and one, Washington has not thrown a pass this season. Huh. And they must have had five or six of a Monday night, all runs. And by the way, I like to run the ball on third and one. I think people throw it way too often. But nobody goes 12 games into a season without throwing a third and one pass and call himself a riverboat. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, fourth down percentage. I'm looking at it right now here through – 12 well, weeks of the metric. season. Like, when are you doing it at the right time? It wasn't oh, just well, there's, there's a web, there's a Twitter feed, fourth down bot that somebody created. Yeah. That Are you talking about that? No, okay. this was today's ESPN. It was okay. rating your coach on fourth down. 
Well, doing uh, it right. Rivera is middle of the pack, lower middle of the pack, 52%. That is about, I don't know, uh, 17th. I wish all these charts would include a ranker column on the left side. It's so fucking stupid. You're putting data together. You don't think to put a ranker column on the left. You dumbasses make me count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, so they're middle of the pack at 52%. Now, I'm not knocking Rivera. I just kind of, I, I just don't understand this idea that he's a gambler because he's as conservative as you get. When well, you play a whole season running the ball third and one, mm-hmm. you know, anybody mixes it up just a little. Well, by the way, they do lead the league in attempts on fourth down at 25. Okay. That's, Guess who's that's, number two? The Lions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so maybe it's maybe first. it's not a good one. The Browns are third, Titans and Chargers are four or five. So yeah, that's more of a that's more of a that's a bad data because you know if if you don't get to fourth and short, right. you no, know, why, why would you be going for it? You so, know, you know who is yeah. uh, dead last in fourth down attempts this year? The New England Patriots. Yeah, how about them apples? Okay, okay. Uh, what else from the game do you want to talk about? And then you've got some other stuff you uh, have okay. in your email list here. Including well, the run the ball thing. Oh, well, first of all, uh, last week X2 said to me, prediction, Dad, the rest of this season, Heineke outplays Russell Wilson. And you know what? After Monday, oh, I don't want to hear about his finger. I understand his finger could cause an errant throw, but he was seeing Sam Darnold ghosts out there. I mean, he had no ability to make this. Guys would be open on a simple dig on third and three, and he's floating a, a ball to who knows where. Right. And his decision-making was at a level you could not believe okay. Russell Wilson was that bad. You can say, I don't want to hear about it. However, uh-huh. do you think that Russell Wilson has suddenly forgot how to quarterback? I don't know. Come on. You, Mister, don't think everything is necessarily conspiracy. Please yeah. uh, you know, uh, find your sense of Occam's razor, which is the most obvious explanation is often the right explanation. I don't believe he's forgotten how to quarterback. I don't believe that he doesn't know how to target DK Metcalf. I think he can't fucking throw the ball to hit the broadside of a barn because the finger is not right. I think football so- players play through injuries out of a sense of toughness. And the ethos of the game, sometimes to the detriment of their team. See Mayfield, comma, Baker. Right? Okay. So he throws the ball inaccurately 20 yards downfield on third and two because his finger, and he chooses not to hit a three-yard first down. I have trouble with that one. Well, that's fine. He's, I mean, played like four, he's played four horrible games in a row. Okay. All right. Well, if four. you think he forgot how to quarterback, send him some, some notes. See if he'll get back. <laughs> Uh, together on that. And I'm no Russell Wilson apologist, but I, I feel like it's yeah. got to be the finger. Okay. Uh, Probably. All right. Uh, what else? Uh, I saw your podcast titled Run the Ball yesterday, day before. With Frank Reich. Yeah. And it brings back memories of the famous um, story that it's been three and a half years, uh, but most folks remember this is the classic when when we were all at the tampa bay washington playoff game so what's that 20 20 something years ago mm-hmm. and had already golfed all morning and then we were watching football and the colts were playing the titans and at halftime this was back in cell phone time with you know no internet 
at halftime. When your cell phones could just make calls. Yeah, right. Foot phones. And, and all the domes had names. And I noticed in the corner of the bar, Dano says to me, hey, what's that dome called in Indianapolis? Because, you know, they all had there. I'm like, I don't know, TWA? No, RCA dome. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm kind of watching from a distance. Nobody saw him do this but me. And I see him with his head down going, you know, you used to call operator and get phone numbers. And he's like, can I have a number for the RCA dome? And next thing you know, I hear him saying, yeah, can I get the visitor's locker room? And, and he's just going through person after person. And he finally, I hear him say, okay, Jerome, where are you? You're in the visitor's locker room? Oh, you're a security guard in the visitor's locker room. Okay, I need to get a, a message to my friend Jeff Fisher, coach of the Titans. <laughs> and he says, okay, I'll wait. Go get a pencil. Shit. <laughs> I swear. And after a few, I'm thinking, what is he doing? After a few minutes, he finally goes, okay, you got a pencil? Yeah, write this down and give it to him. Run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Fisher ever got it? Well, <laughs> obviously, I would bet no. But you can look it up. Second half, Eddie George got 17 carries for 177 wow. yards. Wow. It was a big comeback win because okay. they never gave him the ball in the first half. So whenever I hear run the ball, I can't uh, yeah. think. Uh, here, Coach, here is, a, uh, here is a note from some lunatic who just called the security guard in the tunnel. Says run the ball. Oh, I have I a vision of some security guy handing him that. And he's like, who are you? Leave me alone. All right, here we go. Last right. week, I went 2-1 and one by my reckoning with my lock hitting. I think my lock was Patriots minus 7 against the Titans. Yeah? It was, and that gets your locks to 6-6 six and six after the recent hot streak. I'm hot, baby. I'm hot. Once I started to realize, wait, if it's wrong, it's right. Look for losers. Those are the winners. Packers plus 1 against the Rams. Big outright winner. My loser was Jacksonville plus the two against Atlanta. Stupid, but I took it. Two and one. You're starting to sound like Lisa Simpson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. How did you do last week here on the podcast? Uh, my hot streak ended. I, I missed my lock with Philly. Um, drops me to seven, four, and one on your locks. And I only went one and two. I missed Houston, who was god-awful. And I also had the woofed on Monday night, which won pretty easily. Okay. So I'm uh, 21 and 14. On this pod. Not too bad. On this pod. For, of course, game day picks, which is the only way you should be betting on any games, college or pro, to make sure you got the latest up-to-date information, weather, injuries, other news, because, hell, there was a, a big suspension that happened today as I was taping the pod. That would be Antonio Brown, three games. <laughs> for violating COVID rules, fake COVID card. So yeah, uh, go to callmemrx.com and then you can get the game name stuff from Mr. X. But on this pod, that's a pretty good number right there. Congratulations to you. Thanks. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the league and overs, uh, totals, favorites, okay. all that other stuff. What did the league do last week? Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you, last week the favorites went seven and eight. We've now played 12 weeks in the NFL the best the week the favorites have had all year is nine and seven. This is a dog year um, more than ever. The home teams finally pulled it off last week and went 10 and five, there you uh, go. which is by far the best. There had only been one 500 week for home teams all year, which is crazy. But last week was the second. Overs had another bet. Well, went seven and eight. They continue to only come in around 43% for the year. The public didn't do well either. They went two and three. Um, and there I got them at 44% on the year as well. So, 
Okay. All right, here we go. Here's my three picks for the week. Pick number one. Bills minus two and a half against the Patriots Monday night in Orchard Park. It felt trappy, but I looked it up. Line open four, sank to two and a half. It's actually at three according to scores and odds. It may wiggle again come Monday night, but I'm going to trust that it's not a two and a half trap. Therefore, the Bills are actually the right side. This is a red circle game for Buffalo. They need to prove themselves. Could be a weather game as well. They're talking cold, windy, possible snow. And the Patriots going to be without safety. Kyle Duggar, who is on the COVID list. He's their leading tackler. Oh, and Mac Jones just filed for a trademark for his stupid initials, MJ10. You lose games after you do some dumb shit like this. Correction time. Bills win, minus two and a half. Pick number two. Detroit, plus seven against Minnesota. The 0-10-1 Lions. Remember, the wronger it feels, the righter you'll be. Who the hell, Mr. X, wants to be on any side of Detroit right now? Well, they were leading late on Thanksgiving against the Bears, and then they just shot themselves in the foot, poured acid all over their head, and then jammed a pool cue up their ass and lost. They were actually playing good defense. I think they win this week. I'm on Detroit plus seven. And then my lock of the week, Philadelphia minus seven at the Jets. Anytime I've got an 0-11 series history on my side, the Jets have never beaten Philadelphia. I love it. Plus, I looked this up, Mr. X, great fundamentals of this game. Interleague matchups, AFC, NFC, like this one, same color teams, green on green, connected by a major highway, I-95, who once had coaches who were brothers, Rex and Buddy Ryan, with a rookie quarterback when playing back-to-back weeks in the same building, which the Eagles are, they're going back to the Meadowlands, are a nearly unbeatable 79-1-1 ATS. It's great fundamentals. It's a great system play. Strongest I've ever seen. My lock of the week. I don't care what the spread is. Philadelphia minus seven. Run away against the Jets. I, I am humbled and embarrassed that I missed that whole system play. I don't oh, know why I didn't see that Super one. strong system play. Yeah. All right. Okay. By the way, got? as much as everybody hates the Lions, I, I don't have this in front of me. I'm pretty sure they're seven and four against the spread this year. It might really? be six and five. So okay. even though everybody loves to say, ah, oh, they said, hey, you know, they have uh, been covering. So yeah. uh, I think you got a good spot there. Okay. I will take, by the way, a note of caution to folks this week. Um, eight teams are road favorites, and six of them by about a touchdown or more. That's a really big number. If you find yourself saying uh, road team minus, road team minus, road team minus, as I always say, go back and do your work again. Because if you just lay in a touchdown on the road, uh, you can do it here and there, but you really shouldn't be doing it very often. So that's my caution of the week. My picks, I will take my lock of the week. I'm going to the Niners minus three versus uh, the guy who forgot to play quarterback. <laughs> forgot how to play quarterback. <laughs> Seattle, okay. Sorry. I'm going right. right back at that. The short week, cross country, and the Niners are really playing well. The, the, the Seahawks problems go a lot deeper than Wilson. They okay. can't do much right right now. So that's my lock. But I will also take uh, Baltimore uh, minus four at Pitt. Um, the game, they always say, throw the records out when those two teams mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. About all the criminal records. Um <laughs> And I will also, t- but I don't, I think Pitt is, the wheels are falling off, so I will take the Ravens there. And I'm going to, um, shockingly, go back to the Wolfs catching two and a half at Vegas. 
with possibly a trap game. I think the at this point it's a bet against the Raiders who are starting to fall apart, even though they re- rebounded a bit last week. I'll take the Wolf and the two-and-a-half trap on that one. Okay. Here we go. Remember, only bet as much as you can afford to win. And while winning is nice, getting paid is even nicer. So do wager with a reputable bookie and or a reputable sports book like mybookie.com. For more information, go to callmemrx.com. Mr. X, any other words of wisdom as we exit this week? Nah, just stop fading me, guys. Don't fade the college. <laughs> Don't do it. He's right. cold until he heats up, just like the dice at the craps table. All right, buddy. We'll see you next week. You. There All you right, go. Bye. so funny how guys are proud they're like don't fade me i'm still trying oh he's trying you just cannot pick his nose in college they'll have a bad week again you're as cold as ice you're willing to sacrifice our love all right that's it for today thank you for downloading quick note on the way out The Army and the FAA are investigating the flyover of a bunch of Black Hawk helicopters on November 14th in the Saints-Titans game at Nissan Stadium. These things, I'm looking at the video and the photos, these things were barely over the light stanchions. They were supposed to be a 1,000 feet above the lowest obstacle, and they were definitely not that. But you know what? The boys in the 101st Airborne Division, this ain't shit to them. Let them fly low. Have some fun. Really rattle everyone's fillings just a bit. All right. Thanks for listening. Spread the word. Rate and review. Good luck. Pet with your head not over it this weekend. And we will see you Monday. Winning season returns at mybookie.ag, and it's time to get in on the action. First-time players can get started by doubling your first deposit, giving you the firepower, ba-boom, to add excitement to the games you love. College football odds boosts, NFL lock of the week season, and over $500,000 in contest prizes live on-site to make winning this season your best ever with my bookie. With a historic 18-week schedule offering more action than ever before, you need a sportsbook casino that's reliable, and you won't find a better place than my bookie. I know you're going to bet this season, so do the smart thing and sign up with my bookie and use our promo code ZABE. That's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo Echo to get your first ever deposit matched dollar for dollar. That's extra money credited to your account instantly just for using promo code ZABE and making your first deposit today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, and when you win, get paid.